This is episode number 281, How to Overcome Excuses and Have More Follow-Through with Commitments. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about how to live a high-performance life, spanning the categories of mindset, plant-based nutrition, and inspiring stories to help you be better every day. For the first two weeks of this year, I wanted to do a couple of solo episodes that are all about helping you set goals and stay true to those goals. If you missed last week's podcast, it was all about the ultimate guide to goal setting, which you can find at sanyaluni.com slash podcasts or anywhere you enjoy podcasts. And on my website, I have a full transcript of the episode. If you aren't feeling like listening or if you listen to it and just want to go back and skim for something that I said that resonated with you. I'm so grateful that you're here listening to this podcast and that I get to be a part of your change journey. If you are enjoying the show, please don't forget to share it with your friends because that is the best way to help it find others. And also rate, review, and subscribe to the show. If you like all topics, high-performance living, I also send out a newsletter every single Monday with an article that I write, a question for you to ponder, and the podcast of the week. You can get that at sonyalooney.com slash newsletter. I personally am excited and optimistic about this year. I actually got to sit down and look at all of the races that are on the calendar for the summer and had true hope that I was finally going to get to race my bike again. The last time that I was able to race my bike was June of 2019, which sounds so crazy because that was so long ago. I got pregnant with my first child in June of 2019 after racing a six-month season I had started in January. So I got a lot of racing in in 2019. But I thought that I would be back to racing in summer of 2020, but Bradley was born March 2020, which was the very, very beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. There was no races in 2020. And then this past year, 2021, I was in Canada where the borders were closed and there was extremely strict rules if you were to leave and come back. So I was not able to do any races. And then we decided that because of those rules that I would get pregnant again and finish off uh, completing our family. So I haven't gotten to race my bike. So I'm very excited about this race season. And whenever I look at the schedule, I have a renewed sense of joy and excitement that I didn't really have back in 2019 because I had been racing and was pretty much on a roller coaster of burnout. So I am just so excited and I hope that I get to see many of you this summer. And just taking a quick second to say that sometimes we need to take a break if we're feeling burnt out or if we feel like we've lost our sense of purpose a little bit. And certainly that doesn't mean you have to take several years off, but a lot of times we keep pushing and pushing and pushing and we look at our motivation and we wonder why we're not motivated or we just aren't as excited about doing something even though we used to love it. And sometimes all you need is a little bit of a break but it can be really intimidating to take your foot off the gas and it takes confidence to to take your foot off the gas. But realizing that sometimes a little bit of a break can help bring that motivation fire back, can help bring that sense of purpose back and trusting in that can be really gratifying too. If you wanna follow my racing, my bike riding, my family stuff, podcast stuff, make sure that you are on my Instagram. I am at Sonia Looney on Instagram and I post several times a week and I love connecting with you there as well. So let's get into today's episode, how to overcome excuses and have more follow through. Man, so many of us have made excuses. I make excuses every day that I have to overcome. It's part of being a human and having a big brain. 
Excuses can show up in several forms, especially when it comes to following through with goals and commitments. And many of us have made a bunch of goals or just thought about what our intentions are for this year. And throughout the year, we might be setting new goals or making new commitments. But the biggest excuse that we make often comes in the form of procrastination. We say we will do something later and then we never do it. Excuses can be really big for really big things that could be life-changing or they could be really small, like for taking out the trash or changing over the toilet paper roll whenever it's done. And I know I see you out there who just take that last square toilet paper and just leave the, leave the roll there. Other forms of excuses show up as a reason to let yourself off the hook. Maybe you feel like you're too tired, too lazy, too unmotivated, or you just hate doing something. And as a little asterisk and something that I always try to include is that if you need to rest and you truly need a break, then you do need to let yourself off the hook. But it takes wisdom and experience to know when you actually do need to take a break and when you actually do need to keep pushing yourself. So I'll just put that there as I go through. And I'm not saying that you should grind yourself into the ground and always do stuff if you're feeling bad. But generally, most of the time, we aren't in that state of burnout. We aren't in that state where we actually need to take a break. So just keep that in mind as we continue forward. So first, I'm going to talk about big picture excuses, excuses that we make to avoid bigger life changes that can be really intimidating. And next, I'll talk about how to decide if the commitment we made is a true commitment or just an interest and how to make stronger commitments in our lives. So first, number one, figure out what's really holding you back whenever you are making excuses. Here are some common excuses I hear or that I've caught myself saying And trying to notice your own narrative around excuses and the broader meaning behind those excuses can be really empowering and give you a lot of knowledge so that whenever you move forward, you're able to overcome them. So here are a few examples that I've heard or that I've even made myself. I am too old to start. Man, I've heard that so many times. I hear it with mountain biking. um, And that's not true. My dad started mountain biking in his 60s. My father-in-law is in his 70s and he still mountain bikes. And if you Listen to my podcast about a month ago with Ian Marshall. He started ultra running in his 40s and is running and traveling around the world full time as someone in his 50s. So it's never too late to start. You're never too old to start. But ask yourself, what am I really saying when I say I'm too old to start? You might be saying that I'm afraid that I'll get hurt and it takes longer to recover whenever I get hurt because I'm older. Or maybe you have a fixed mindset about improving and aging And you think that if you start something when you're older, that you're not going to be able to improve and see progress there. So here we took an excuse and we tried to detangle it into figuring out what you really might be saying. So if you can look at something that you're saying and look at the underlying reasons why you might be too afraid to do something, try and consider that. And then that can help you move forward. Another thing that we say is, I just don't know how to do it. I don't know where to start. And what you're really saying is, I don't know how to do it right now. And that is totally normal whenever you're starting something new, or maybe you're just growing in something. There's many, many things that I've done that I didn't know how to do when I first got started. You might be saying that I'm afraid that I won't be able to figure it out. I'm afraid that I'll waste my time trying to learn to do this thing if it doesn't work out, or I don't want to spend the time to do it. And the truth is that we can always figure it out. We have the internet. We have tons of resources out there. You can pretty much learn how to do anything if you're willing to put in the time and the energy. And if you're not willing to put in the work and figure out something or seek help from somebody else, you may not be as interested in that goal as you originally thought. And that's okay too. It's okay to not know how to do something, but the only way to make forward progress is to start. And it is to be willing to invest some time knowing that all of that time is not going to be as efficient as possible. 
We also worry about imperfect progress and wasting time. And we just need to get over that and realize that time spent is an investment and learning is an investment. So saying that you don't know how to do something is basically just saying, I won't do something. Other excuses that we make is it's too cold. I'm too hot. I'm too sleepy. I have too much to do. And we often use this when it comes to exercise, housework, or a project. And man, this really applies in the winter whenever it's cold and cloudy outside. I actually ask myself, if the weather was different, would I feel differently about getting outside? And asking yourself what you're really worried about or what you're really afraid of, again, can help get to the bottom of why you're saying those things. Are you tired, stressed, burnt out, or injured? Well, that might mean that you need to take a break. But what you're probably saying when you're saying you're too hot, too cold, too sleepy, it's probably that you just are maybe not willing to get uncomfortable because whenever you're cold, it's uncomfortable to get started doing something. Or maybe you don't want to go outside because it's hot and you know that you're going to get hot and that's uncomfortable. But change your momentum to find out because often the, the idea of something or the idea of how hard something's going to be or the idea of how cold you're going to be if you go out riding in the cold weather is actually worse than it is. So change your momentum to find out. There are so many times you don't feel like doing something and you're just waiting for your motivation to strike, but you have to get started in order to feel motivated. And you've heard me say that so many times, motivation follows action, not the other way around. So get started first and then decide if you're too cold, too sleepy, or too overwhelmed instead of letting those excuses stop you in the first place. Here's another big one, career changes. I spent, gosh, I ha well, I have my master's degree in electrical engineering, and I also did all of the pre-med coursework and volunteering to go to PA or medical school. And you could say, I have already spent all these years in school or in my career dedicated to this one path, and I can't change now. And certainly there are scenarios where it might be really difficult to change. Maybe your entire family is relying on you financially, and it just doesn't make sense to do right now. But a lot of times we will stay doing something. We'll get stuck in a relationship and a job and something that we don't really like. This in fact was a topic of one of my newsletters last year. And we just get stuck because we're too afraid to change. And what you're really saying is that it is hard to start over and you're afraid of the sunk cost of time and money. And if you want to read about the sunk cost of time and money, which was what I wrote about in my newsletter, you can look in the show notes and there's a link there. But you can always change, even if it's just a little bit, even if it doesn't mean a huge career change, but you might be just avoiding change because you know that it's going to be uncomfortable again. You might experience a temporary loss of identity, fear of not knowing what to do next, but you can almost always change. You can always almost even just talk to somebody about it. And that starts moving you in that direction too. Change is hard and it takes a lot of work, but it's worth it. Another excuse we make, get ready for it. I don't have time. <laughs> You're really saying that you won't make time. And gosh, this is a common excuse that I will make in my head. And I always have to check myself and say, wait a second, I do have time. I'm just choosing not to make time. We don't have time to do everything. You can do anything, but not everything is a quote that I tell myself all the time. But you might have to cut something else out to do something. So if it's truly important to you, if it's truly a priority to you, you do have time to do it. But you sometimes you just have to be brutally honest with yourself. If you say, I don't have time, well, maybe that's an excuse that you're making because you're not truly committed to this goal or this action. But just considering that, just being mindful about whenever you say, I don't have time, and what you're actually saying is that this thing is not important to me and I'm not willing to make time to do it, can really give you some thought and might actually help you move into action. What about other things? Other things that aren't so life-changing like career changes or starting a new sport, 
And I'll go back to what I said earlier. Motivation follows action. This is something I say all the time. It's something that helps me get going. The show up mantra that you've heard me talk about probably enough where you're starting to get annoyed by it, but it is so important. And it's something that I practice every day and something that so many of you have said resonates with you. So that's why I keep talking about it. The hardest part is getting started. So first, you have to really identify that you're making an excuse, because sometimes we don't even realize we're making excuses. We don't have the self-awareness to know that all the things that we've been saying are, in fact, just excuses to procrastinate or avoid what we're doing and figure out the real issue in the first place, which is what I just talked about. The hardest part is simply getting started. So in chemistry or physics or even an electrical impulse in the body, there is activation energy. That is a minimum amount of energy required to get the process or reaction started. And I love the idea of this because once you apply some energy to something, you'll get moving. And sometimes with an an activation energy or a reaction, you need to hit a certain threshold in order for it to matter. So start applying energy to something, create momentum so that you can get moving and meet that activation energy. Usually for a lot of things that we're doing and we're trying or, or something that we're trying to get ourselves to do, the activation energy is actually really low, like just getting started and doing it for one minute or five minutes. So commit to getting dressed and riding your bike for five minutes. Do one yoga stretch, meditate for three breaths, do just 10 pushups, put one plate in the dishwasher. If you're trying to be a tidier person, open up a document and write just two sentences, read one article on something that you want to learn. It'll help you get started to overcome that initial amount of activation energy, and it'll probably be a lot easier to keep going. How many of us have put one plate in the dishwasher and then ended up doing all the dishes? Tell yourself that you can stop that thing if you don't want to do it. That way you can not feel so overwhelmed about getting started, but chances are you'll keep going. Again, the hardest part is getting started, and if you just keep showing up and keep giving yourself a chance and lowering that barrier to entry so low that it's almost ridiculous that you don't get started can help strengthen that muscle and help you avoid procrastinating in the future. Your identity will shift into, I'm just somebody who shows up for the things that I said I'm going to do. That identity shift can bring so much confidence and change the entire trajectory of your life. The next thing you can do is focus on the feeling. It's about reverse engineering how you'll feel if you don't do the thing. How will you feel afterwards? I don't know about you, but I very rarely regretted getting out for that run or that bike ride, even when I really didn't want to get started. You rarely regret doing something that you are trying to get yourself to do. All the times you overcome your excuses, focus on that feeling when you get it done and revisit it each time you try to make an excuse. It's a muscle you can strengthen as you build more trust and integrity with yourself. And it's so powerful when you actually do the thing that you said you're going to do. And if you think it's about willpower, go in the show notes and listen to my podcast episode on how to boost willpower. Thinking how the future you will feel makes a big difference. And I'll be talking about that again shortly. Another thing that I talked about in the ultimate guide to goal setting last week was looking at your environment, making it as easy as possible to do the thing that you're trying to do to get started or making it hard to do something that you don't want to do. That means like putting out your clothes the night before or even the morning of a workout, having the meditation app on the front page of your phone so you don't have to go searching for it, leaving a fruit bowl out front and center on your counter instead of chocolate bars, which are chocolate bars are front and center on the counter at my parents' house right now. um, So we need to move those out of the way. You can also think about identity. If you're trying to be more of a tidy person, ask yourself, what would a tidy person do? Would they leave those dishes in the sink? Would they not wipe down the counter? Would they not wash their bike? Being a tidy person is something I struggle with sometimes. So that's where those examples come from. A healthy person, what would they do? They would do meal prep with healthy meals. 
They, if you open their fridge, they would have healthy things in the fridge that are visible. If you want to be more athletic, ask, what would an athlete do? An athlete is somebody that doesn't miss their workouts, even if they feel like missing it. An athlete is somebody who probably will get enough sleep and drink a little bit less alcohol. So just looking at the identity of the person that you're trying to become and connecting with those two things. And again, I talked about those last week. Now, what if the problem is that you are just not truly committed to your goal? You made this goal, but then you figured out what it actually takes to do it. And you just realized, man, I was just interested in the thing, but I wasn't committed to it. Sometimes we have trouble saying no to ourselves. We get excited about doing a lot of different things, or we have trouble saying no to somebody else when they're asking us to commit to something that we actually don't want to do. And people pleasing is real and it's really hard to say no to somebody. So first, one way to decide if something is a commitment or an interest or to just not make a commitment in the first place that you don't want to do is learning how to say no and realizing that whenever we say yes to something that we didn't do in the first place, that time is our most precious asset. It's not a renewable resource. And whenever you say yes to somebody and then you resent them for having to do the thing that you said you didn't want to do, or maybe you just don't show up at all. Like, I can't tell you how many times I have been ghosted or people just don't follow through at all because they just said yes to me. And I much rather would have have had them say no and be honest to me. It damages relationships when you say yes to somebody and then you don't follow through on that. So think about that whenever you learn to say no to commitments to other people. And learning to say no to yourself sometimes can be really hard, especially when you like taking on lots of projects. But going back to what your core values are and making sure that you're saying yes and that they are in alignment with those values and also making sure that you actually have time to commit to that thing right now. If you don't have time to commit to that thing right now, it doesn't mean that you'll never do it, but just put it on the back burner and tell yourself that whenever something else opens up that you'll come back to that commitment. But whenever you say yes to too many things, you end up being average or less than average at everything or you end up breaking commitments to other people and end up damaging those relationships. The next thing is consider your future self. I talked about this just a little while ago. Delay gratification. So when the time comes to get started or even to keep going, ask yourself what your future self would want. And I do that all the time whenever it comes to work, like what I'm doing now, podcasting, writing. Those are some things that are really hard for me where I want to just stop in the middle and go do something else. But I ask myself, what would my future self want? If I bailed halfway through this podcast and said I will come back later and finish it, it's going to be a lot more stressful for future me to have to come back and start over. It takes time to start over again and to feel under the gun to meet a deadline. Well, that doesn't feel good either. So ask yourself how your future self would feel if you just gave up and didn't follow through on the commitment that you're doing. Next is strengthen your get it done muscle. The future self example is a great lead in point. How will your future self feel? Well, follow through as a muscle too, and it builds confidence as I mentioned before. So when you do the thing that you said you do, you trust yourself more, and then it gets easier to do the things that you say you're going to do. It feels good to identify as someone who honors their commitment. Ask yourself, how does it feel in my body when I actually did the thing that I said I would? And it probably feels pretty good. Also, how does it feel in your body when you procrastinate, when you put stuff off? And chances are, it probably feels pretty stressful. Another powerful thing is to use mindfulness to stop excuses. There's a quote you might have heard, be stronger than your excuses. And that requires some awareness around when you're making excuses, which is what I started talking about whenever I started this podcast today. So say your alarm goes off at 6 a.m. because you said you're going to get up early to exercise. And man, no one likes the feeling of that alarm going off. And chances are you don't feel like getting up when the alarm goes off. 
But if you get up and start moving, chances are you're going to start feeling better and better. Your first thought might be, I'll hit snooze once, or maybe I'll just start this tomorrow. And a meditation and mindfulness practice can help you get off that autopilot and help you be more aware when those thoughts are popping into your mind and being able to not act on them. So if you can stop that excuse train in its tracks with the first excuse that you made, it'll prevent it from multiplying because how many of us have made one excuse and then we keep validating that excuse with more and more excuses. So just noticing after you've made that first excuse is so powerful because it can prevent more from following in its place. It is definitely a muscle to overcome excuses and it gets easier whenever you start doing it. Another thing you can do is just write down what your commitments are and plan them out. So I talked about this in goal setting as well. Keep a calendar, write down that thing that you want to do, track what you're going to do, and that can help you have more follow through with your commitments. Another thing you can do is reduce distractions. Whenever you're doing something, man, there are so many distractions. I was actually doing this podcast episode or writing it and planning it. And I could hear, I was in the kitchen at my parents' house and my son was ta- was running around and my husband was kind of half watching him trying to do other things as well. And I just was not doing a very good job. So I had to get up and leave and go into another room and close the door. And that helped me be more efficient. It helped me be more productive and more intentional with what I was doing and what I was thinking. But it can be hard to reduce distractions. And distractions can be really insidious. It could be a little browser window that's open that's, that shows how many emails you have in your inbox. It could be your phone in the room. It could be anything. So if you can reduce distractions, that will help you have more follow through on your commitments so that you can be more efficient with the time that you're spending. And last, a lot of times we don't want to start something that's going to take a lot of time. And I know that many of us do this. We look at our to-do list and we do the easiest, fastest things, but often those are not the things that we need to do first. It's a hidden iceberg to start doing all of these little tasks just to feel like we're productive and checking off a bunch of things in our to-do lists. So doing something first that's going to take a lot more time and then trying to enjoy the process as you're doing it can help you feel more in control. It can help you feel less stressed out and you'll probably get more done because you won't have the weight of that bigger thing hanging over your shoulders. And I also mentioned this in the goal setting podcast, but accountability and having a system to measure what you're doing and having even a person or a spreadsheet depending if you're intrinsically or extrinsically motivated to hold you accountable. So you can see, hey, how am I trending here? If I look at all of these data points, have I been letting my friends down on a daily basis and not showing up and meeting them at the gym or wherever I said I was going to meet them? Or if you are tracking your own goals personally, like looking and seeing what you've done, because sometimes if you skip once or you skip twice, you don't realize how much you're actually skipping. Or if you quit your workout early, you don't realize how many minutes that you've lost. So just keeping an accountability plan for yourself, depending on what motivates you, can really help with follow through in terms of, especially in terms of exercise, but in terms of a lot of other stuff as well. And I'll leave you with a quote today. It's, there's a difference between interest and commitment. When you're interested in doing something, you do it only when it's convenient. When you're committed to something, you accept no excuses, only results. And that's Ken Blanchard. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode and that the tools I've given you in the last two episodes are helping you navigate your goals into 2022. And if you're looking for coaching, I do offer health coaching. I also offer mental performance coaching. And I also have the Moxie and Grit Mindset Academy, which is a self-paced online course for athletes to optimize performance, confidence, and also just a sense of joy when you're tackling big goals. You can find all that at sonyalooney.com. And I'm so glad that you're listening to this podcast. 
I love being able to get up every morning and learn things and share them with you and be able to help you along your journey too. Thanks again for rate reviewing and subscribing to the show. And also a big shout out to those of you who are supporting my work on Patreon and PayPal with your donations. That does not go unnoticed. And if you want to donate a couple of bucks a month to the show to pay my audio producer who has been making sure that these episodes sound good since episode one, and we are on episode 281. So that's how many episodes he's done. Make sure that you go over there and you can find that at sonyaluni.com slash podcasts. You can go to patreon.com slash the Sonyaluni show, or you can reach out to me if you want to make a donation to the show. I'm with you on this journey of personal growth, adventure, and our mission to be better every day. And we'll see you back here next week with an interview. Bye.